Welcome back to The One Where I Met Your Mother, a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. Natalie, how are you doing? Uh, Honest answers only. Honest answers only. <laughs> uh, well, I had a good time last night. Yeah. Let's say that. A and very, you're paying very, for it. And I'm paying for it. Yeah. No, I went out dancing with a gal pal and yeah, we we closed down the club. Yep. And it was a good time. And I'm not 25 anymore, turns yeah. out. And <laughs> I can't have uh, as okay. much revelry as I used to. No. Then that's the whole story? You didn't want to tell any of the other parts oh, of the story? Oh, <laughs> God. The worst part? I took an Uber, so because I'm smart. I took an Uber. I'm so glad I did. The Uber drops me off to our front like pedestrian gate that is it, it's locked and it, you put in a code. The battery was out, and I couldn't get in. Yeah, the code didn't work. I started to panic, and I called David like maybe 13 times, and he was fast asleep because it was 3.30 in the morning. Yeah, I, did you call me that many times? Um, yeah, check your call log. And um, then I was like, well... This I'm, is five times. I'm just sleeping outside, I guess. <laughs> like, I was truly, like, resigned to just, like, shuffling the streets for the night. Until I woke up? Yeah, until someone opened the yeah, gate. But yeah. then I was like, I got so frustrated that I started, like, slam, like trying to, like, to rip pry the oh, gate yeah, open. Yeah. And I guess it woke a neighbor who is an angel among... Uh, yeah. Um, she let me in, and I feel really bad, so I'm going to buy her a gift. Yeah. Um, but I finally got in, and yeah. then I woke up David. You woke me up at 3.30 in the morning to and told him. me the whole story, and I felt terrible. And then you you also had a text message that said, just help me. Just help me. <laughs> at, hold on. I have to check the timestamp on, on on help me. This is... 3.11 a.m. Yeah. yeah. Help me. Yeah. I think I woke you up at like three thirty after I when finally, you finally got in. When yeah. I finally got in, so yeah. yes, it was, it was a lot. So <laughs> I went to sleep like finally at like four, and yeah. then like woke up a few hours later because I always wake up early even if I don't go to sleep. Yeah. So today's a rough day, but yeah. you know we persevere. Yeah. And I love that it's sunny out. It feels like summer in January yeah. here in. Los Angeles. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's like 77 degrees right now. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, so I'm making the best of a tough situation. Um, <clears throat> friends and mothers, what's the stupidest thing you've ever done? <laughs> drunk. Just, just that? Yeah. Oh, drunk. I was going to say friends and mothers, uh, hangover cure? Like, what's your go-to hangover cure? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's just like not doing it over 40. <laughs> I mean, you got to live a little. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like I mean, really the the only real hangover cure is just sleep. go back to sleep and yeah, I can't do drink that. A, drink a bunch of water and go back to sleep. That's yeah, if you can. Yeah. If not, you definitely like yeah, sleep is the best. Um, but if not, you definitely want to eat carbs and sugar. Yeah, I didn't do that, yeah. but I did deep clean the bathroom for some reason Not, we did yeah i didn't like make you like, no i know that but like it was a, already what we had planned to do today yeah and you gave me an out what, you're like we don't yeah. have to do this today i'm like no yeah. we have to and i forced myself to do it yeah. and yeah. yeah this is speaking of being in your 
40s this yeah. is our like couples like plan for the weekend like mm-hmm. we're gonna get down on our hands and knees and we're gonna deep clean, clean that the, tub we're gonna scrap between the tiles yeah we it i'm i'm very proud of us yeah it looks great um i forgot what i was gonna say but yeah uh i've heard and i've tried for hangover cures um toast with honey on it mm-hmm. it's not not bad you know you want some carbs you want i some did sugar. have toast yeah um but uh yeah, the only real hangover cure is go back to sleep if you can. Mm-hmm. And then drink a bunch of water when you get up. Well, let's see. Maybe the friends and mothers have some some sort of secret yeah, magical yeah. potion. Uh, all right. So um, this is not a podcast about hangover cures or um, fun nights out. Uh, this is a podcast about the television program's Friends and How I Met Your Mother. We watch an episode of each each week and we recap compare contrast with other fun segments it's a it's a great time in case you're new to the show we are on season six episode 18 of both shows season six episode 18 of friends is called the one where ross dates a student season six episode 18 of how i met your mother is called change of heart or is it it's a change of heart Mm -hmm. uh we're gonna put a pin in that heart and we're gonna start with season six episode 18 of friends the one where ross dates a student. So, in the cold open, we're at the uh, we're at Monica and Chandler's apartment, and Ross uh, comes in bragging about how he got a good teacher evaluation, mm-hmm. where one of his students called him a hottie. Yeah, the hottie of the pa- paleontologist department. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Chandler has a joke about like hotties of the paleontology department being like a a wall calendar yeah. or something. It reminds me of one of my favorite. Uh, uh, friends jokes when it's it's the one where no one's ready and Rachel like puts on a dress and she says to Phoebe like does this look like something the girlfriend of a paleontologist would wear and Phoebe says I don't know you might be the first one <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway uh, meanwhile uh, Joey's excited because he finds out that um there's a new Al Pacino movie being directed by someone that Chandler was friends with in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, a woman named Dana something. I don't remember. Uh, Dana um, Keystone? Oh, that sounds right. Yeah. 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 Not Dana Kaplan. Yeah. She was the well-endowed one they went to college with yeah. that they talk about later. Um, Dana Keystone. Um, and, uh, yeah, so Joey wants Did you recognize uh, Dana Keystone? No. Um She's played by an actress named Bess Meyer. Okay. She was in Heather's. Who was she? I don't know, but I looked her up because she looked familiar. Okay. And she was also, did you ever see Parenthood, the movie? Yeah, yeah. She was in that too. Huh, I haven't seen that in a long and time. Then, it's a like, good movie though. And then a bunch of other things that look. Okay, pretty. I watched Heather's a lot as a kid, but mm-hmm. I haven't seen it in 20 yeah, years. Yeah, I'm not sure easily. who she plays. Uh, probably more. Um, okay, so. Uh, oh, chew, oh. Oh. Okay, I'm going to save this for later. Oh, okay. So, um, next we find out there was a fire in Phoebe and Rachel's apartment. Yeah. Because uh, Rachel calls home to check her voice, her messages, which is like something that I barely even understand. And I imagine younger people are like, what is she doing? Yeah. She's calling her own home? Yeah. Yeah. But I never did that. I never checked messages. So I don't I've know. I've done that. Yeah, I don't really know how that works. Um... But uh, yeah, firefighter answers. The firefighter answers, which is funny. Um, 
and uh, um, let's see. Do, do, do. And then they're all going over there. They're like, oh no, there's a fire. We better all go over there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just weird. So, I understand why Joey wants to because he's the audition is to be yeah. a firefighter, so he wants to do some research. Yeah. He's um, a real method actor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Ross is, Ross is posting grades in the hallway, um, and a young woman, one of his students, played by Alexandra Holden, who is very familiar to fans of Drop Dead Gorgeous yes. and Sugar and Spice. Do you remember Sugar and Spice? Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's very familiar looking. Uh, she, uh, I, I've already forgotten the student's name. I just Elizabeth. Ale- okay, Elizabeth. I just wrote Alexandra. Um, Alexandra Elizabeth uh, asks him out and reveals that she was the one who said that he was a hottie. Um, Ross Ross is under the impression that it is not against the rules for a teacher to date a student. And that it's, in fact, just frowned upon. It's frowned upon. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. um, Yeah, this is a storyline that is so weird. Yeah. 24 years later. Yeah. Yeah. and we don't even know how old she is. We know that she's no. under 21. Yeah. yeah. Well, I assumed she was 20. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, she could be 19. Yeah. She's not old she enough to... She could be a teenager. Yeah. She's not old enough to uh, to, to drink um, legally. Uh, okay. Uh, at the ladies' apartment, everything in the bedrooms has been burnt, so they're going to have to stay uh, with Monica Chandler and Joey while they... The place, I don't know, I guess they have insurance or something. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. It's not, not clear. Yeah. Um, so Chandler goes out to coffee with Dana Keystone. But before he can... Uh, uh, also, it's revealed that they dated once. They were yeah. friends in high school. They went on one date. Yeah. And Monica is, like, not super happy about this. Yeah. Um, Just because Chandler was being, like, cagey about it. A little bit. Uh, about dating her once. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he was really trying to hide it, though. Okay. Um, he was trying to minimize it. Yeah. Which, yeah, I guess it's... It is pretty minimal. Yeah, one time. Um, okay. I keep losing my place this Sorry. time. Um, no, it's not your fault. Uh, before he can ask if Joey can get an audition, she reveals that she's sick of people asking her for favors now that she's, like, a successful film director. Um... Monica is so excited to have someone staying with her. She made up the guest room, which was always her plan, if you remember from way back when when Chandler first moved in, because he wanted a game room, I think. Yeah. And she wanted a really nice guest room. um, And she's super excited, but uh, only one of them can stay there. And Phoebe... Oh, right. It's... um, The firefighters think that it was a candle left burning or Mm -hmm. incense left burning Mm -hmm. um, that caused the fire. So Phoebe thinks it was her fault. Um, So Phoebe says, okay, I'll stay over at Joey's. Rachel can stay in the nice Hotel Monica, is what Monica calls it. Uh, Ross is on his date with Alexandra. They're walking down the street eating ice cream, Mm -hmm. which is like... You know, it's my yeah, hang-up that yeah. I think... you think eating an ice cream cone is childish. Childish. But it, it fits here, because he's dating yeah. a child. Yeah. <laughs> Not a real child, but you know. They should have had, like, rainbow lollipops. <laughs> she should have pigtails. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, like one of those little hats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's, yeah, a spinner beanie thing. Yeah. Um, let's see. They're getting uh, ice cream, but then they see a colleague named Bert... Uh, walking down the street and uh, Ross 
pushes Alexandra out of sorry, Elizabeth out of the way. Um, then we find out the fire was actually Rachel's fault because it was a hair straightener that was left plugged in. Yeah. Um, which is something that I worry about. Yeah. Because you yeah. use one every morning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the firefighter's name is, uh, is, or is played by an actor named David Warshawski, who's been in, like, he's a character oh. who's been in a million things. Okay, I didn't things. catch him. Um, uh, he's, like, one of the rich guys that uh, Daniel Day-Lewis meets with in There Will Be Blood. Oh. Um, oh. I need to watch that movie but, again. Yeah, it's been a while. I really, like, the main thing I think of, and I don't think you ever, did you ever see, I know you're a big... Me and you and everyone we know fan. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see The Future, Miranda July's other movie that she directed? I did, yes. You did? Yes. Do you remember the, like, um, kind of, like, sleazy guy that, like, hits on her? He has a, he wears a necklace that says DTF. Huh. And he's kind of, you know, he, like, hits on her. Yeah. Um, that's David Warshawski. Uh, I like him. He's a good actor. Um, let's see. So, since we find out it was Rachel's fault, they switch apartments. Now, Phoebe's at Hotel Monica, and Rachel's staying at Joey's. Um, and uh, Monica is wants to make pie for Phoebe, which Phoebe's excited about. Um, uh, let's see. Ross. Oh, yeah, there's a whole scene where Ross is, like, talking to everybody about how into this young woman he is and says, like, she's mature for her age and just all the things that, like... Yeah. It's just weird that this isn't played for Ross is a creep laughs. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, now Chandler's going to dinner with Dana, and Monica's really freaked out. Um, but then at dinner that night, Dana thinks that Chandler is into him. Yeah. Um, and Chandler plays the sympathy card, pretends yeah. to be hurt, and yeah. uses it to get Joey an audition, which yeah. is a good friend. Janet being a good friend. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Monica made cookie. Oh, he also leaves Dana with the bill, the bill for dinner, which is funny. <laughs> um, Monica made cookies for Phoebe. Phoebe tries to lock the door behind Monica. It doesn't lock. Uh, Phoebe's obviously getting sick of Monica um, hovering over her because she made the cookies and she wants Phoebe to eat them right away while they're warm yeah. but she can't eat them in the guest room because of crummies yeah. no crummies yeah. um, and I guess she can't even eat them at the table or on the couch like she has to eat them over the sink that, yeah that's what Phoebe says Yeah, she has to even eat them over the sink um, meanwhile over at Joey's she, he and Rachel are sitting and eating plates of spaghetti there's no table there never yeah. has been a table Yeah. Uh, or not since they broke the one and replaced it with a foosball table. Yeah. So they're literally just holding plates and sitting in front of the TV uh, eating spaghetti and Monica or Rachel drops some spaghetti on the floor and Joey's like, that doesn't matter. Like, this is Joey's house and he puts some spaghetti on the floor but then like, Rachel like drops some more and he's like, all right, don't waste it. It is food and he eats the spaghetti off the floor. Like he picks it up with his fork and puts it in his mouth off the floor. Yeah. Okay. Um... And Ross is at the coffee shop with Alexandra. And also, this guy, Bert, just, like, must be following Ross around. Um, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, real quick, would you rather eat f- carpet spaghetti or trash can eclair? I mean, if it's the George Costanza situation where the eclair yeah, is on the doily on top of before. the trash. Okay. And I had to choose between that or the 
covered spaghetti. The eclair definitely. Okay, eclair or street calzone. <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> it's a little spoiler. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Ross is at the coffee shop with Alexander. Bert walks in and Ross hides at first, but he's like, you know what? I'm going to tell them. I'm going to be proud that I'm dating a student. And they immediately say like, yeah, you're going to get fired. You can't do that. Yeah. Um, Phoebe tries to convince Rachel to switch back to Monica's apartment because she's so sick of Monica being a helicopter host. Um, and then Phoebe, <laughs> we don't see the results of this, but she sees uh, Joey and Rachel playing a game with wet paper towels thrown against the wall. Yeah. And she takes the wet paper towels over to Monica's like she's going to try and get herself kicked out, basically. Yeah. Um, so then at Ross's apartment, yeah, this gets weird. Ross is like, oh, it sucks. We had to break up. But then uh, Alexandra, I mean, Elizabeth, is like, um, she thinks it's like hot that it's forbidden, mm -hmm. you know? So they, uh, you know, they they go at it. And, they, uh, and that's kind of the end of the episode, except there's a tag at the end where Joey forgot to go to his audition, despite his mnemonic device, which yeah. we'll get to yeah. in Funniest Moments. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's the end of the episode. Um, did I miss anything? Do you have any stray observations? Or should we move on to funniest moments? Um, stray observation real quick. Uh, when Phoebe's at Monica's, she she's wearing these like big boots and like puts them up on the sofa. They do this all the time. There are always yeah. shoes on the sofa yeah. on this show. And how, we've, does we've Monica, talked about it how does Monica allow I, it? I know. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah, yeah. That that bothered me. That's that's it. Um. So uh, let's move on to funniest moments. I'm gonna steal the one that I mentioned. Joey's mnemonic device, remembering the days of the week, is so nonsensical in a way that like only makes sense to 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 Joey. Um. But he says Thursday, third day. Yeah. Monday, one day. <laughs> Tuesday, two day. Wednesday, when? What huh? day is it? I don't know. Thursday. <laughs> Wednesday, when? Huh? Yeah, that was definitely my first one. I didn't understand. So Wednesday doesn't count because yeah. it's a question. Yeah. Um, I like the um, juxtaposition of like Monica, like creating such a warm, homey environment for um, for Rachel, and then. When Joey is explaining the layout, like, this is where I keep the pizza, and this is where the napkin goes. <laughs> and then in another scene, hey, where'd that napkin go? Uh, um, do you think you think Phoebe picked up the napkin and threw it away? That's yeah. what I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, uh, do you have more? Uh, yeah, I have one more. Okay, me too. Um, when Phoebe, after Phoebe gets offered cookies, but not in the room because of crummies... She comes over to Joey and Rachel's, or Joey where Rachel is, and Chandler's there, and Phoebe's like, "Oh, Chandler, Monica's looking for you." Uh, and he's like, "Why?" And he's, and she says, uh, "She said something about crummies." And and Chandler goes, "No, no, no! I was so careful." <laughs> and he runs. Yeah. He runs to the apartment. <laughs> um, when Chandler is calling um, Dana Keystone. Um, to try to like set up a time to meet with her. Um, Joey's in the background, like pantomiming certain things. And Chandler's <laughs> like, wait, what is he trying to say? Hold on one second. 
what should I say? Oh, I just was hoping we can get pizza after this. Yeah. That reminds me of one of our fun, favorite stories from when we saw The Hangover in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. In, in Brooklyn, we saw The Hangover when we were hungover, because we were much younger then. Yeah. Um, don't know what that's like now. Nope. We never get hungover nope. anymore. Um, and there's a part where Zach Galifianakis, they're looking for something in the hotel room, and Zach Galifianakis like, pulls a slice of pizza out of the couch and then takes a bite of it. Yeah. It's very. It's supposed to be gross. Like, yeah. oh, did you just eat couch pizza or whatever? And then I heard the woman next to me lean over to her friend and say, do you want to get pizza after this? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, did I tell you about... I know we've watched Bluey. Um, like, you've seen Bluey episodes. I mean, we watched two with our friends yeah. and their daughter. That's the only time I've, I've ever seen, seen it. Quite a bit, just like through my job as a social worker. Sure, that makes sense. Um, but I saw one the other day, and the parents were clearly hungover, and that was like it's. That like, was the joke. I mean, kind of like yeah, the parents were hungover, and um, I think it was Blue. He was like, "Well, um, so and so told me that." Like, you were dancing on top of a table. And the mom's like, okay, well, moving on. Like, so they had, like, a raucous time. Oh, that's fine. And then we're, like, hungover and, like, didn't want to play with the kids. Yeah. They eventually, like, rallied and played with the kids. But, like, it's just so, like, relatable. I yeah. think that's why yeah. kids and kids and adults like it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I was trying to think of what my version of Crummies is with you. Like, no, 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 I was so careful. And this is what... Uh, no, this is one that's going to make me look bad. Uh. So we have our, our couch has armrests that are like f- flat and wide, uh-huh. and you don't like when I use the armrest as a surface, especially not for an alcoholic beverage. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if there's a a, a, a a highball glass or a can of beer on the couch, even though it, it stays fine, it's a wide like flat surface, but uh, you hate it so much. Okay, just because you brought it up, I will go into this <laughs> just for a minute. Allow me to. So sometimes when you have like a, a crazy night of, well, you don't smoke anymore, but like drinking and smoking and watching movies up yeah. till late hours. Yeah, I don't smoke in the You completely destroy the, the living room. It's like a dorm. There's like cigarette packs, beers overturned, empty ones still. Um, like blankets strewn about, remotes everywhere. It's just I stayed like, up and watched the movie and had like two beers just, and some cigarettes. But it's but, like a tornado and you just walk away. You don't like put anything in the trash. You don't like organize anything. Like when I'm done in there, I put the remotes back in their place. I fold up the blanket. I put it away. I don't leave shit around. Yeah. Here's what you don't know is that the leaving shit around is not because I was drinking. It's that I didn't wake up before you and put it all away. I leave shit strewn all over the living room every night. It's just that most mornings I'm up before That's you and true. I put Majority it all away. Majority of times I wake you up in the morning. That's not true. Yeah. That is not true. It is. I wake up at 6 every morning. Uh, if snooze <laughs> once, maybe. 6.09. Oh, my gosh. Um, 8.30, I get back from my walk and you're still sleeping. <laughs> That's not true. More often than not. It has happened on nights when I stayed up like drinking beers and watching movies, but I don't, A, I don't. Uh, smoke cigarettes anymore and B I haven't had I've had very little beer since the new year I'm trying to be a little healthier yeah um, but uh, yeah so that is my 
like no 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 i was so careful yeah yeah because <laughs> there have been times that i've been like walking up the stairs and like remembering like oh i left something what do the- i do that bothers you nothing davy nothing it's nothing about you that bothers me I is love it the way i you. load the toilet paper nope. onto the toilet paper roll because nope. you like a outward roll, oh I, I like it overhand and i like an underhand doesn't bother me hmm get to the bottom of it no nothing you do bothers me that's the thing stop you're perfect in every way stop um okay uh, that's all i had for funniest moments do you have any more no i, I totally forgot what we were doing here <laughs> <laughs> well let's move on to friends but make it fashion okay um i'm gonna do a twofer here um because there's uh, two animal prints yeah in the same scene yes phoebe's wearing or rachel rather is wearing like a cheetah print blouse that has like a sash type belt type thing right uh, who rachel rachel's wearing a full dress a full leopard dress oh it was a dress yeah a, like a full length leopard dress it was full length i mean it was like why did i think it was a blouse it was like ankle or like calf calf length weird in my head she's wearing like pants with it Mm-mm. okay so she was wearing you said it was leopard Mm-hmm. yeah you're right it had spots yeah. leopards have spots mm-hmm. cheetahs cheetahs have spots too though don't they mm-hmm so what's how do you tell the difference between leopard and cheetah print you just know i think i just know okay that's uh friends and mothers do you know the difference between leopard print and cheetah print it's like an easy um yeah that's leopard that's what it was and then cheetah let's see is eh, i guess they're similar they're very similar right yeah so leopards um, and cheetahs look at this they're very similar. Okay. But you're right but that the Rachel's leopard has, leopard. like, the circular thing. They're it has more like, like an enclosure. Enclosure. Like it's shaded. Yeah. It has almost like a border. Yeah. Whereas, um, yeah. whereas the other is just like spots. Free floating spots. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're right. It was leopard. So yeah. Rachel's wearing a leopard print dress. I don't know. In my head it was a brow, blouse, but it had like a belt, belt type of thing. Yeah. Which was also leopard print. And then uh, Phoebe is wearing a zebra print coat that I oh, love. Oh, I didn't know that it's that. Uh, it's when they, I think she puts it on when they're like, we have to go to the apartment. Because then when they get to their apartment, when the first firefighters are there, that's when she's wearing it. Hmm. So, yeah. Seems weird. I don't know. I guess it's not actually made of zebra. Right. So I guess it's okay for Phoebe as a vegetarian to wear animal prints. I wear animal prints. Sure. Yeah. I feel like animal prints are like neutrals at this point. Yeah. I used to have, I bought it at like a thrift store. There was a um, thrift store in St. Louis that was like very, it was like an expensive thrift store because it was like very curated, very like John Waters type of style. Love it. And at one point, it was called Hullabaloo. Okay. Um, And I bought two things I loved. I I brought, I bought, I bought a, um, purple plaid sport coat that i loved wow. and wore to like drama club banquets you know the annual drama club banquet or totally, whatever whenever yeah. i wanted to like uh but the other thing i bought there that i loved was a cow print wallet it wasn't actually made from leather but it was like it had that black and white cow print and it was a wallet and did I loved you it. that reminds me you seem unimpressed by my cow print wallet. no no i like it i was i was thinking about a tiktok i watched recently and it was like this woman was like um 
discussing and evaluating like the kitchen themes of the 80s and 90s of like what our mom decorated the kitchen as there was like the cow the goose lemons cherries um country cottage like there's just like there's certain ones and my my mom was definitely country cottage yeah but there were there were some like geese thrown in there remember the um on the other two, the uh, all the bumblebees. Is that what it, it was? Bumblebees, yes, right? Yes, that's <laughs> a good one too. So, friends and mothers, what was your uh, kitchen motif growing up? And would you know without looking it up the difference between leopard print and cheetah print? Yeah, these are great questions. Um, um, okay. Also for fashion, I have yeah, I have one um, of the two. Joey looks great in a turtleneck, and Rachel mm-hmm. has like a like a baseball tee that just says girls. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, um, I like that. Uh, and then I liked um, Elizabeth's plaid pants on the on their ice cream date. Okay, yeah, I liked the plaid pants. Um, props to the props department. Um, Monica has a bowl of dragon fruit. I think those are dragon. Fruit. Yeah, you're right. She did have a bowl of dragon fruit. Um, and then muzzle to the magna. It was strange. It was like a star with like eels or snakes coming out of them. Huh. It was very avant-garde. Huh. I don't remember seeing that. Yeah. Um, you sounded just then like Madeline Kahn in uh, Clue. Okay. Flames on the sides of his face. You haven't seen Clue, right? I did, but I wouldn't know how to quote it. It's. Um, I watched it again during the pandemic because it was a favorite of mine as a kid. Mm-hmm. I watched it again during the pandemic, and I'm sorry to anyone who's my age and has the same nostalgia. does not hold up. Mm. There are moments that hold up like that and the fact that it's madeline khan is great in it's a huge it's yeah. the cast is insane yeah. it's madeline khan tim curry obviously is yeah. the mvp of the movie christopher lloyd uh michael mckeon martin mole leslie ann warren yeah. it's just it's an insane cast and i would say to a certain extent worth watching for them and for those good moments but most of it does not hold up mm. it's, it's one of those movies that like i think the reason i liked it as a kid is because i fancied myself like intelligent and, okay. it, and it's it's a movie where the humor feels smart mm-hmm. but watching it being an actual adult it's like oh these are such groaningly obvious like mm-hmm. setup and punchlines. yeah but it felt so clever to me as a kid right because it was very word wordy yeah you know uh all right this is the most digressive, yeah. <laughs> most off-topic episode. Yeah. Um, what's under the umbrella? Okay, I have quite a few. Um, we get uh, Monica saying, I know, about how great the guest room is. Yeah. And then we also get a, I know from Joey. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't do it in that inflection. Yeah. But yeah it was something when Phoebe's like, what's that, spell? What's, what's that smell? And he's like, I know. Yeah. yeah, and then we also get a reminder that Joey owes Chandler so much money. Yeah. Um, Joey hits on Monica a bit and there's some a little bit of gay panic thrown in just for fun because Yeah, it's um, very it's a very stupid thing. It's very stupid. So Joey is like so grateful for Chandler and like wants to give him a hug and the hug is very enthusiastic and then he says something like, What are you gonna give me if they give you the part like yeah and um, then there's also yeah, that's not the part i was talking about are you talking about when um ross is like one of my students 
thinks I'm a hottie. Yeah. And then um, Rachel's like, why are you so sure it's a woman? And he's like, oh, it's definitely a woman. Like, just. Yeah. Like, I don't get the point the of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Monica has a big plate of cookies. And Joey loves pizza. Yeah, there was. <coughs> I have most of these things, too. Yeah, Joey. Uh, yeah, I didn't mention when, in my recap when Joey, the tag at the end, when he forgets what day it is and he goes running out of the apartment to get to his audition but then he oh, comes yeah. back in to grab grab a slice grab a slice of pizza yeah <laughs> yeah you got uh all of mine okay so uh should we take a quick break mm-hmm. look around you can find cars like these on auto trader like that car riding right your tail or if you're tailgating right now all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on auto trader too are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time well multitasking pro Cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Okay, we're back from our quick break, and we are ready to jump in with both feet to How I Met Your Mother Season 6, Episode 18, A Change of Heart. Okay, so yeah, this is like a kind of a, a literal title of the episode because we start with like a beating ventricle like heart close up yeah so, it's like a bad like cg like yeah. it's like those commercials where like for like medication where like the parts that hurt light up red or whatever yes. it kind of looks yes. like that kind of so ever since uh, marshall's father passed away um he is taking his health very seriously so he gets his uh heart checked and then everyone got his heart checked and he wants to be extra sure so marshall goes a second time with a mustache to get his heart checked uh barney's the only one who refuses to go and he says i'm fine um they're all at mclaren's trying to convince him um to go in to get his heart checked by the same they all have the same cardiologist Currently. Yeah, played by Susie Nakamura, who is a, a comic act- actor who has just been in everything. She's been in episodes of pretty much everything. everything. She's okay. done. Um, <clears throat> she's done some Courage Enthusiasm. She was on Men of a Certain Age. She's. I mean, she's very talented, Susie, Ma- Susie Nakamura. Um, and I feel like there's probably something big that I'm missing that you would remember her from. Okay. Um, so they're all hanging out at McLaren's. Robin says she wants a dog and Marshall is like trying to make a point like there's a joke about she just needs her hole filled. Yeah. Um like she's lonely and yeah, she's she trying to substitute it. Something else that's gonna bury a bone. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um uh, Barney says that oh um Robin is like, oh you're ready for your second date with Nora and Barney's like, I'm not I'm not with Norma, Nora. And then um, he says, like, the number one rule is to um, never go on two dates with a girl. But then, like, we see all of his dumb rules, like, don't sleep over, don't meet the parents, never yeah. blah, blah, blah. And he always says, I only Unle- have one. Dot, 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 unless they're hot. Yeah. You know, yeah. so because Nora's hot, he's going to go out with her again. Um, everyone is saying like just admit that you like her it's fine like quit quit lying to yourself um, Barney 
is like definitely excited about this date because he knows he's going to score with Nora, but he's sick. Um, and then he's sick on a date and they're, they're at the restaurant and then Nora's like, you're clearly sick. Let's go and I'll take care of you. So she nurses him back to health. There's a funny scene there. Um, Robin brings home uh, Nate, but everyone calls him Scooby. And yeah. he's a joke. We'll get there later. Yeah. Um, so Barney's super afraid of the cardiologist and wants Lily to go with him. And she says, only if you promise not to lie to Nora. Um, doctor finds like a slight ar- arrhythmia. Yeah. Um, and our poor dog, Darla, also has a yeah. arrhythmia, like yeah. a heart murmur. Um, so it's a regular heartbeat. So he's going to have to wear a, like a monitor. And they're at it. So he's at the date with Nora. He has a little heart monitor. Nora admits that she likes him a lot. And then she is just like very, very forthcoming about her desire to get married and start a family. And she goes into detail like she doesn't want to beat around the bush. Like she wants what she wants. And Barney um, says to her, that's exactly what I want to. And then we see a cut to Lily slapping Barney because he promised her that he wasn't going to lie. They're all at McLaren's with Nate. And I think it's Marshall who um, who is like, he's a dog. (laughs) She wanted one and he behaves like a dog in every possible way. Yeah. That gets very funny. Uh, Nora comes to McLaren's. She had to use the bathroom and she wanted to, to meet the friends and then um, she also wanted to kind of like get the scoop uh, about Barney, like to his friends. Like, oh, I didn't know he was like such a romantic. He's a, you know, such a sweet guy. Yeah. I want to know what you think about him. And then they all want to be honest with her about what a dick Barney yeah. is and what a creepy is. But they all lie. And it's like it's difficult for them to lie to her. Because he's got blackmail. He's got dirt on everyone. Oh, yeah. He has dirt on everyone. Um, so, but yeah, uh, it sounds like Barney secretly does want three kids and a pool, and it sounds great. Um, Lily punches Marshall. He goes into cardiac arrest, and he said he's <laughs> not lying. Um, he says, I think I'm falling in love, and I'll spill the dirt if you tell Nora any of this. So he has dirt on. Lily's guinea pig in the class, Ted's ballet class, a thermos? What was the thermos story? Um, we don't know. We don't know the thermos that story. That Ted's, yeah. Okay. Thermos. Yeah. Um, uh, Robin's Mr. Teen Dream. <laughs> and, you can kind um, of do the math on that, I think. Marshall's um, uh, calzone, uh, when he dropped the calzone on the floor and eats it from a city street. Yeah. Um, so the friends lie to him and say, like, he's genuinely a nice guy. And Nora says, well, uh, my parents are in town. They come once a year. Um, and she invites him to meet them. And he said, I'd love to meet your parents. Um, but that's another one of the rules that Barney has never meet parents. Not even if she's hot. Not even if the mom's hot. Yeah. Not even if the mom's hot. Um, so Robin has to go into work and leave Scooby with Ted, which is like Ted's greatest like 
fear because like when Robin said she wanted a dog, he's like, well, I'm just going to end up having to take care of the dog. And that's exactly what's happening with Scooby. Yeah. Um, Scooby <laughs> is running around the park and finds a big bag of pot, which they call sandwiches because yeah. Ted's talking to his kids about this. Um, they end up um, eating all of the baking all of the sandwiches so they, they, they make, make they make pot brownies sandwich, sandwich brownies, brownies <laughs> and um, <laughs> Nate like gets into the whole thing and eats the entire uh, like tray of brownies and they're all high and they're eating calzones um, and so they're all looking for him they call Robin she's in a cab everyone's looking for uh, Scooby um Barney is walking Nora home from her date and he admits to her um oh by the way she invites him up and then he admits like oh by the way I just wanted to tell you um I lied I was like saying all this just because I wanted to sleep with you she slaps him and he says I'm sorry I misled you and she leaves and she's heartbroken um Barney is at the cardiologist and she says you have a healthy heart and Lily is on to him and said like you lied about lying you do really want those things and then she asked a cardiologist um, what uh, oh first of all when the date like started and he asked her to or Lily asked the cardiologist for the readout of like 8:30 last night or whatever for the date yeah. and his heart literally skipped a beat. Yeah. And um so there's a whole but like listen to your heart, you know, like do what your heart wants. Um Nora, we see Nora at brunch with her parents and we see what we think is Barney having a change of heart and going in and meeting the parents and being genuine to her and saying he really cares about her and is great with the parents but in actuality Barney is like outside looking in at what could have been and walks away yeah Um, chicken's out Um, he doesn't do a magic trick (laughs) for Nora's dad Um, so that's sad and then the very tag the very end tag is 2006 and (laughs) we see uh, Marshall drop the calzone on the city street pick it up take a bite and then Barney is like staring at him in the corner yeah yeah my only little note about that is that Bar- barney's holding a phone that is clearly a post 2006 phone. The, yes yes yeah 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 that's something that bothered me about that um <clears throat> so first off i knew there was something else so susan nakamura for the first two seasons of the west wing was sam's assistant oh, roblo's assistant okay so i know we watched that together so i figured you might remember for that <laughs> And I was so busy looking that up that I can't remember if you mentioned or not that when 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 Nora is taking care of Barney that um, she helps him use a neti pot. Yes. Did you mention that? No, I uh, didn't. I've done that once. Yeah. Um, it's stupid. It 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 worked for like a few minutes and then I was stuffed up again. But I, it's also foolish if you're going to use a neti pot, which is where you pour water like in one nostril. Mm-hmm. The water is supposed to have been boiled and then cooled first. Yes. You can get, like... Bacteria. Like, brain infections mm-hmm. yes. from that. And I didn't do that when I did the one time yeah. that I did the neti pot. So be careful. If you're going to use an neti pot, 
boil the water, but then also, in case this needs to be said, don't pour boiling water in your nostril. Wait for it to cool down again. Um, some people swear by it. Um, yeah, it kind of freaks me out because I don't trust myself to not give myself, like, a brain bacteria. Brain infection, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, so, uh, Scooby is played by an actor named Robbie Amel or Amel or whatever. He's a Canadian actor. He's been in a bunch of stuff. And his cousin is Stephen Amel, Stephen Amel from Arrow, from yeah. the CW's Arrow. Yeah. They're cousins. I did like <laughs> a me my... meet and greet with my nephew. Did I tell you that? <laughs> you uh, met Stephen Amel? No, my my nephew did. Oh. Like he went one of those like meet and greet events for um, Hometown Heroes. Like, like Gold he Star show- Family? Yes. Yeah. He like showed up and did did like a I don't know fun yeah. day with Steve Amel and and our nephew was like cool I don't care I don't, yeah. know, I don't know this Canadian pretty boy yeah <laughs> um I did think it was funny when um uh when Susie Nakamura tells Barney that he has a slight arrhythmia he because he's so scared he grabs Lily's arm and yeah. she says something about like Barney nails which is a reference or, or like right a reminder that Barney gets regular manicures and probably has that's right nice nails um and then finally the song at the end wait uh, are you going into your funniest or this is just straight observations this is just straight, okay. straight observations the song at the end I had to like shazam it because mm-hmm. I was like I don't know this Ben Folds song <laughs> it wasn't Ben Folds it's some lame Ben Folds sound alike huh. called Barbarossa okay. and the song is called Stones okay I didn't think it was a good song but okay. I also don't think most Ben Fold songs are good songs, so uh, don't. There's one it. good one, and it's Brick. Brick, yeah, yeah it's all right. I like it. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's move on to the funniest moments. What do you got? Um, when uh, there's like the whole um, the whole medley of Nora like nursing him back to health. There's like a like a violin, like Rockabye Baby yeah. soundtrack along with it, but it turns out she's actually playing the violin <laughs> yeah. for yeah, him. I like that. Um, all of mine are about Scooby being a dog. Okay, it's so I have, funny. yes. Um, there's a part where uh, Marshall tells Scooby that the tag is hanging out the back of his shirt, and he's like, where? And he, like a dog chasing his yeah. tail, he chases the yeah. tag around in circles. I couldn't write fast enough because there were so many like funny dog puns. The puns... Okay, you go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah. We want to make sure he's properly vetted. Stop hounding him. Um, you don't want him to flee. This is an incredible journey. <laughs> Stay. Sit. <laughs> it must have been rough. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what else Cla- said. Something about claws. Oh, yeah. Claws. I hope our questions don't give you pause. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, also, when, um, when Nate's talking about the squirrels getting in his tomato garden, he's like, get out of here. Get out of here! <laughs> um, well, okay. Two things. I want to. Uh, you said the guy stopped hounding him thing, but what's funny about that is that was an accidental one. Everybody else is doing these puns, and then Robin mm-hmm. doesn't like it, and she says, "Guys, stop, stop hounding him!" And then he's like, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> um, I know you um, are not a. Not that you dislike it, but you never were into Malcolm in the Middle. No. Right. So, um, I liked Malcolm in the Middle, and I liked Reese, um, Malcolm's older brother. Um, not his older, older brother, who was in military academy, but the older brother. Uh, Reese was the funniest character, and there, and he was like a little, like, miscreant weirdo. And there's 
an episode where Reese um, becomes friends with all of the neighborhood dogs. Oh, <laughs> like they yes. get out at night and yes. run around together. You told me about this. <laughs> and at one point, the dogs like roll over for him and make him like the alpha or the pack leader. But the funniest part of the episode is when they're just sitting at home and the mailman comes and Reese starts yelling at the window like, hey, this is our house. Get away from here. <laughs> Um, I also really like the, um, the, uh, like Ted and Marshall, like throwing him a Frisbee and him catching it in his mouth. Yeah. Um, I want to address the fact that I'm wheezing. Um, yeah. Yeah. like I said, I haven't smoked a cigarette in a month, but I did, uh, uh, work out pretty hard this morning. I did some real cardio and it seems to be bringing up some, uh, residual, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, You're a real wheezy Jefferson over here. Yeah, I am a real wheezy Jefferson. Uh, And then I have one more. Okay. Just the fact they keep saying, (laughs) after Scooby eats all of the brownies and the doors open, they keep saying, Scooby got out. (laughs) And that's just funny to me that he's like, Yeah. Any pretense this is a grown man goes out the window. Yeah. Like, even when they call Robin, for a second I thought Robin was going to say, like, He's He's not a dog. He's going on. But no, he says, you guys have to go out and look for Scooby. I'll be one of you. Yeah. And then he's peeing on a fire hydrant. (laughs) And he runs And then I guess he gets hit by a car? Yeah. At the end? It's sad. That's sad. Um, Uh, So this show is not, you know, Friends is like huge with like weird product placements. But do you notice Barney drinking a Vita Coco? No, he used to drink Red Bull all the time. Okay. He's on to Vita Coco. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Okay, under the umbrella, I'll start. There's a lot of it. Wait, we we skipped fashion. Oh, you're right. We did skip fashion. You know why? Because I didn't have it. Okay, there's a Nora's wearing a statement necklace, and Robin has some weird like wrist wrist cuffs. Like she's wearing oh, a blouse yeah. with like leather cuffs, and they're not cute. But it's, they're like ribbed. Like she's yes. wearing a. It's almost like she's wearing a bunch of leather bangles. Yes. But it's part it's of the part of the the yeah. sleeve. Yeah. Bad. Bad, bad stuff. Bad blouse. Umbrella. Okay, on the, on the umbrella. Okay, I'll go. Okay. Um, I mean, you mentioned sandwiches. Um, you mentioned Barney almost doing a magic trick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marshall refers to himself as Big Fudge, which is, uh, we learned from the episode where he goes to the Minnesota bar. That's his, like, I can't remember what it is. Pinball, River, like, arcade That's game. His, He's yes. Big Fudge, and he has, like, has the record. Um, we get a wait for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a legend... Achoo. Legend, wait for it. And then we never get to Derry because yeah. he sneezes. Yeah. And we get Lily saying, you son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Um, you mentioned sandwiches. And then finally, the uh, the brunch at the end is where every brunch is on How I Met Your Mother. It's at the Popover Pantry. Popover Pantry. Um, also, slapping. That's a huge theme of this show. That's right. Yeah, um, And Marshall says like to Robin, I would slap you if you weren't so much stronger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forgot. Um, you mentioned... Uh, Nora slapping Barney. Yeah. But, like, this is all in How I Met Your Mother fashion. This is a flashback that is Barney telling the story to Lily and the doctor. Yeah. And so Nora slaps Barney, and then it cuts back to the present, and Lily slaps Barney, and then the doctor slaps Barney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she also, Lily, like, punches him as hard as can be in the stomach, And he too. has a, a yeah. in the chest. Yeah. He has a mild cardiac, uh, cardiac event. Yeah. Uh, did I miss anything on the umbre- under the umbrella? No, I don't think so. Well, let's move on to similarities. You already pointed out a big, the only one that I have. Okay, so yeah, dropping food and eating it off the ground yeah. or carpet. Um, 
there's um, baking. So Monica bakes pie and cookies, and the gang bakes right. um, brownies. Sandwich brownies. Sandwich brownies. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. Reading magazines. So Lily is reading a magazine in the cardiologist's office, and Phoebe's reading a timeout on the couch with her boots. Um, okay. Also, I think that. Uh, Nate is like significantly younger than Robin or at least it seemed so bringing home a date that seems immature or younger oh immature okay yeah um, I'm gonna look this up though and see who's who's what the age difference okay. is okay um, kissing there's some kissing in both episodes and um, references to taking embarrassing classes so Chandler took a mime class yeah in college oh right and ted took a ballet class oh yeah maybe also in college um, um so let's see kobe smolders was born in april of 1982 so she's a little bit older than i am but not much um and robbie amel was born in april of 1988 so he is yeah. almost exactly six years it's younger. no elizabeth ross but it's yeah somewhat yeah yeah um, um and that's all i have Okay, well, time to play favorites. Okay, three, two, one. How, How I, I Met, Met Your, Your Mother. mother. Yeah, yeah, this was a good episode. I love when Barney is genuine. This was kind of a sad episode, but also a good one. Yeah. The Friends thing, I mean, it's a good Joey episode, I yeah. think. Um, but it's a bad Ross episode. Mm-hmm. And it also feels like I'm going to have to put up with this for a little while. It doesn't feel like this is a one or a it's one and done. It's not a one and done, yeah. Yeah, I'm, but an, though, I'm annoyed. I think, I think just one more. Okay, okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, this movie, this movie, this episode for How Many Mother was very Barney heavy, very emotional. Yeah. But yeah. also, they balanced it out with the Scooby stuff. Yes. Like, it was very that's funny. like, um, it's like Bojack Horseman. It's like a show yes. that has, like, super heavy oh. character driven emotional psychological stuff paired with the silliest shit you've ever seen in your life. I forgot another similarity. I mentioned before about um, Dana Keystone, played by uh, Bess Meyer, mm-hmm. who was also in Doogie Hauser. Oh. Yeah, so hmm. there you go. I'm going to look up Bess Meyer Heathers and see, because I've, d- I've seen that so many times. Yeah. That I feel like I would remember her. But, uh. Oh! That's her. Yes. When they okay, so yes. when because uh, Heather or Veronica in Heather's works for the school newspaper, she's and a stoner. They do, um, yeah, best plays best Meyer plays a stoner. So they do for people who don't know Heather's, um, they do a daily lunchtime poll that then they print the uh, results in the next uh, day's paper. Yeah, and so um, yeah, the stoner girl that that gets repeatedly throughout the throughout the movie it's a it's a recurring thing that they do this lunchtime poll and the stoner girl is one of the girls who answers the questions okay. her name is uh tracy that's the character's name that's the character okay name. okay so uh let's catch up on our correspondence Ooh. um we have one from where'd it go uh alex whom we heard from last week and oh, stupid stupid twitter app I blame Elon Musk. I had it called up and then it reset. Um, so yeah, the last the last episode we recorded the night that it posted. Okay, yes, you know? yes. So Alex says, I was surprised to hear last night's email the next day at work. So he had written 
that email that day. Oh wow! We read it, and then like within like six hours, he heard it instant. Uh, yeah, he said, "I must. I guess you must have recorded it in L.A. in the evening during the small hours here." And then he says, uh, "In regards to Estonian Independence Day, it's still relevant because Estonia became independent. Uh, we talked about Estonia becoming independent from Germany in twenty or in nineteen eighteen. Uh, but uh, Estonia became independent again from the USSR in 1991 and joined NATO, or else, Alex uh, uh, speculates, uh, Estonia might have suffered some of the same fate that Ukraine is going through right now, uh, of being invaded by by Russia, uh, if it had not joined uh, NATO. Um, yeah, so that's uh, what Alex says, and then... Steph sent us an email. Steph likes to keep us guessing. Yeah. About how how she's gonna keep reach keeps out you to on us. your toes. Yeah. Okay. This is a long one. Uh, hello, David and Natalie. Allow me to educate you and the listeners on the history of Carbonara or the story as I heard it. Apparently, the American GIs were missing their hearty breakfast of bacon and eggs during World War II. Ingredients are ingredients of Carbonara are pancetta, ham, and eggs. So you were right about the eggs. Yes. Um, the, which we knew, but. <laughs> just for the record uh the difficult part of making the dish is to get the eggs to the correct temperature too hot to cook too fast i tried uh fun fact about my family my granddad was shot in italy the bullet barely grazed his nostril and he was able to be discharged wow and then um she says what else i like in the middle of an email <laughs> i have covering all the bases i have a boss who will do this who will like be t- like writing an email to me like saying do this and then i'll have a, a, a second paragraph he's like on second thought let me look at something like he didn't go back and change the email he's just like right. like he's talking to yes he's, yeah. uh, i like i like stream it. of consciousness yeah um and steph says sushi order as it turns out i am planning a trip for tokyo in october <gasps> so jealous so jealous so jealous we'll get there uh, fingers day. crossed and as the late anthony bourdain once said how can you call yourself a world traveler if you don't eat the food or something like that absolutely Agreed. you gotta eat the, the food yeah i know he used to like uh complain about like tourists who eat every meal in the hotel or whatever you know yeah. you got to go eat the or food. at the chain restaurants uh, that everyone's familiar <laughs> right, with yeah. yeah um although i will when i was 17 years old i went i spent two weeks in europe with a group of other students and uh the last country it was two weeks and the last country was italy and i remember we, we in venice a bunch of us did just go to mcdonald's because we were like i think we were homesick yeah. And it was this, like, gave us some, like, taste of home that we went to McDonald's. They also have, Venice. like, regional menu items, like, specific yeah. menu You know, items. there's um there's a McDonald's, McDonald's, I guess, like, corporate headquarters are in Chicago, and there's a McDonald's on site there that has a rotating menu of, of all the regional. different. So if you're there at the right time, you might be able to get the, like, sag yeah. paneer from, like, uh, McDonald's India or yeah. whatever like fun thing yeah. um, next time we're in Chicago one of the world's great cities we should go there yeah we gotta go see that rat hole yeah <laughs> see the rat hole we, we, let's renew our vow, vows at the in rat hole in front of the rat hole yeah, yeah. Um, okay so uh, Steph says she's psyching herself up for sushi how can I visit the land of the rising sun and not uh, my tireless research has discovered Singapore Airlines and their very reasonable ticket prices from LAX if you two are interested Ooh. we'll keep that in mind yeah uh, when the time has come for my trip, I will need you to to set 
an itinerary for a very speedy tour of La La Land is I can't stand the idea of flying oh. continuously from Atlanta to Tokyo. Yeah. So yeah, let us know. Absolutely. Where are you going to be? Obviously, what, be near the airport. What time like, of year? What, did yeah. You? What time? Of, she says October, okay. but it's not nothing set in stone. Okay. So yeah, let us know. We will tell you what to do. Yeah. Uh, okay. Also, coffee order. I would try to patronize a mom and pop if possible, but here at work we have a Starbucks. Coffee mocha with almond milk is my go-to. Mm. In Disney, I have a shaky Jamaican cold brew from Joffrey's. Mm. The actual name is Shaken Jamaican. Okay. So I guess she calls it a shaky Jamaican, which I am all for. Yeah. Uh, David, I hope Sundance was amazing. It was a good time. And then she says, Atsuka Resume Deshita. Thank you for your hard work. Ah. She's learning her, brushing up on her Japanese yeah. for her trip to Tokyo. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm not the person to ask. I would, I guess, ask a Japanese person... What is the best way to prepare for eating sushi in Japan in the U.S.? Because I feel like... It's very different. Yeah, like I was talking about those like crazy like dragon rolls with all the like mm-hmm. crunchy stuff yeah. on them. And like that's not... No. I'm sure that's not like yeah. common in, in Japan. Uh, yeah, I guess the, the regular stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think like... Even rolls, I think, are more... My yeah. understanding is that sashimi is more what's eaten in Japan than sushi rolls. Yeah. But I could be wrong. I, I don't know, know. Any listeners who know, let I us know. I know Steph is like a huge world traveler, so I'm yeah. sure, you know, I'm sure she's very, very savvy. But I get overwhelmed by just like the tech and how much of a culture shock it would be yeah. to like operate. <clears throat> Everything's like automated and yeah. it, it seems very overwhelming to my... Yeah middle-aged brain but yeah. it would be a, a curve learning um, curve uh yeah i um i follow stuff on 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 instagram and and she and her daughter did post a picture from a sushi restaurant where there was some sushi, sushi sashimi in front of them uh, so they are they are preparing ah. um but i also remember, uh, you reminded me of my friend we have a number of friends who have visited japan our friend george told me a story that he uh was in japan and he stepped outside of his like airbnb and had a cigarette and he put it out on the sidewalk and then he went in to get something to clean it up and by the time he came out was, the little old lady next door was like had a dustpan and was like sweeping up his cigarette. Yeah. But he just went inside to get something to clean it up. But they like. Yeah. Yeah. No cigarettes on the sidewalk. Yeah. Uh, not my problem anymore. Yeah. Not a smoker anymore. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm very interested in learning about Steph's itinerary and then copying it for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we do. Eventually. Uh, all right. That's our correspondence. If I missed any, please send it again and feel free to chastise me. <clears throat> Moving on to my favorite segment to introduce. This is a segment called How Were We Doing? This is where we look at what was happening in the world on the days that these episodes aired. So season six, episode 18 of Friends, the one where Ross dates a student, aired on Thursday, March 9th in the year 2000. Um, let's see. What happened? Wait, do I have the right one? Thursday, March 9th, 2000. Let's see. Where is the... Yeah, okay. So, um, a man named Eli Sakai was arrested by the FBI in New York City. Eli Sakai was um, a Jewish Iranian uh, who became an American citizen and was uh, very successful um, 
as an art dealer and collector. Uh, but it turns out he was um, paying immigrants to copy famous artworks and sell them. Oh and this came up because one day um, uh, Christie's and Sotheby's both realized they had the same, I think it was a Gauguin painting mm. for auction, and they traced it back to this guy, and he got arrested and charged and convicted, but weirdly, he's not an art dealer anymore, but he still works as, like, a curator in the art world. Weird. I well, guess, I guess like, he has, yeah. Yeah, he knows what he's talking about, yeah. but, uh, yeah, so he was, uh, I love learning things from this segment, you know? Yeah. Uh, top five songs in the U.S. on that day. Top five songs in the U.S., uh, at number five, Montel Jordan's Get It On Tonight. Nope. Um, falling to number four, Savage Garden's I Knew I Love You Before I Met You. At number three, Faith Hill, I Can Feel You Breathe, is washing over me. And suddenly. Uh, at number two, uh, Santana's Maria Maria. Oh. Ugh. Um. Is that Wyclef? You remind me of a West Side Story. Yeah, yeah, I think it's Wycliffe, so. right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. And then going from number five to number one, uh, Lone Stars. Maybe I'm amazed by you. Oh yeah, did anyone um, watch that video? <laughs> no one watched the video. Yeah, <laughs> that do we know of? Maybe they watched it and just didn't let us know. So season six, episode eighteen of How I Met Your Mother, A Change of Heart, aired on Monday, February twenty eighth, twenty eleven. Um, and I will mention uh, two deaths. I know that's sad, yeah. but um, two deaths. Um, the first one is, uh, he has a funny name, but it's not a funny thing. His name was Frank Buckles. Uh, he was the last surviving American veteran of the First World War. He died at 110 years old. Wow. Right? Buckles. Yeah. So he would have been, that's that's 2011, so he would have been born in 1901 or 1900, wow. which means he would have been just just a kid uh, when he went to, uh, when he went over to World War I. Uh, the other death is the actress Jane Russell, um, oh. which is uh, an interesting person who is probably, at this point, best known for gentlemen prefer blondes Mm -hmm. um which is the movie that essentially cemented marilyn monroe as marilyn monroe Mm -hmm. which is interesting to think about because other than like a small but notable part in all about eve there's not a lot notable that marilyn monroe did before gentlemen prefer blondes right but it's interesting to think that like jane russell would have been she was the star um you know let me finish my thought sorry that um the studio with Jennifer, Jennifer Prefer Blondes, like, Jane Russell was the draw, and Marilyn Monroe was the second fiddle, but it was such a breakout role for her that she, that now it's like, it's funny, maybe kind of sad, that the one thing that Jane people know Jane Russell for now is the other person, being the other person in Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Yeah. But uh, good actors, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes is a great movie, by the way. Love it. Um, I got really excited because um, she went to Van Nuys High School. Oh, Jane Russell. She's a a Valley girl. She's a Valley girl. I love it. Uh, R.I.P. Jane Russell and Frank Buckles. Thank you for your service. Um, 
final uh, segment on this show. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, no, I didn't do the top five songs in the U.S. Yeah. I got all, I was talking about dead people, and I didn't do the top five songs. Um, at number five, uh, Katy Perry's "Maybe I'll Find a Word." Uh, at number four, Dr. Dre, I Need a Doctor. At number three, Bruno Mars, Grenade. Um, showing up at number two, uh, CeeLo Green's Fuck You. I see you running around town with the girl I love. And I'm like, Fuck You. Or Forget You is the radio version. Right. And Name. also the version that Gwyneth Paltrow sang on Glee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Name. Fuck You was better. Yeah. Uh, and at number one, uh, I'm on the right track, baby. I was born this way. I was Lady Gaga, born this way. Another great song. Some good stuff. Firework, fuck you, and born this way. Yeah, bangers. Yeah, let's just ignore the Bruno Mars song. Uh, all right, final segment is called Challenge Accepted. This is where we try to predict what's going to happen next week on both shows, armed only with knowledge of the episode title. Um, okay. This is going to be your call. Okay. I, I wrote, Creepy Ross looks for a moral loophole that will let him date a much, much younger person. Mm-hmm. Is that what happens in this episode? Yeah, yeah I'd give it to you. Okay. So, um, well, I'm actually leading it. This, no, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to jinx it. Uh, you said Zoe decides she likes boats after all and goes sailing back to the captain. Yeah, no mention of Zoe. Yeah, Zoe wasn't even yeah. in the episode. Yeah. So, uh... I'm going to look up the next couple episodes, but I am going to need you to vamp uh, with our holiday fearless flyer still. Yeah, come on. Uh, Organic jumbo cinnamon rolls. Sliced prosciutto. Mandarins. Family style lasagna. Mini quiche duo. Shrimp pouches of many colors. Piggy cheddar. Okay. Chocolate hazelnut coffee. You think that figgy cheddar is any good? Yeah. Yeah. This could be goopy. I think it might be nice. <laughs> You're still there. <laughs> All right. Season six, episode nineteen of Friends, is called the one with Joey's fridge. Um. I'm going to say. I'm going to say that Rachel's still living there. Right. Okay. Because the apartment's not ready yet. Okay. And this is... I've been saying since Chandler moved in and Rachel moved out that the end game... My prediction was the end game was Rachel moving in with Joey. I've been saying that okay. since it happened. All right. So I think this might be how they get there. Okay. But right now she's still staying there. So I'm going to say um, Rachel is grossed out by the things in... Joey's fridge, uh, but but she is her father's daughter, so maybe she can fix it. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a Olivia Rodrigo lyric, uh, the father's daughter part. But uh, I'm gonna say she, yeah, maybe she can fix him. So she tries to teach him to be healthier and not be disgusting. Okay, that's my that's my. My prediction. Okay. Um, season six, episode nineteen of How I Met Your Mother is called Legend Daddy. Legend Daddy. 
Okay. So obviously it's a legendary joke. Um, let's see. Do you think, well, you know, but is Marshall finally going to be a daddy? No, this is going to be a Barney episode because he's the one who says legend. Wait for it. So he's going to imagine he's going to become he's going to meet his father. That's, I was like, what is, oh what is Barney's storyline? Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm not running on all cylinders. That's today. right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Barney. We'll find out who daddy is and it will be a legend daddy yeah so i mean you're gonna get this one um do you want to take any uh guesses as to who the guest star is do you want to uh or do you want to be surprised we are didn't we already talk about we talked about dave foley um that's that's marshall future boss i'm talking about who do you think plays barney's dad it is someone who is not not a comedian it's an actor i mean he's been funny before but don't yeah um anyway i don't know if you want to guess if you just want to be surprised i want to be surprised okay uh then i think that's it that's the end of the episode um you can find the podcast wherever you found it you've already proven your metal as far as that goes but you can also find posts for every episode at battleshipretention.com where you can leave a comment um you can email us the way Steph did at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. You can uh, find, you can at me on, on Blue Sky or Twitter, uh, like Alex did, at Davey Pretension. And yeah, make sure to check out my other podcast, uh, Battleship Pretension. We're, we're um, gearing up to do a, a, an episode on the uh, films of Terrence Davies, director Terrence Davies, who passed away recently. That mm. That should be. If I posted everything right by the time you're hearing this, that should be the most recent episode. Okay. Uh, that's Battleship Pretension. So, um, that's where you can find me on the internet. Natalie, where, where do you want people to find you on the internet? I don't, but if you like this episode, you should rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mothers, give us five stars, or tell us why we don't deserve them. Uh, let us know where you're traveling to. Let us know... <sighs> there were so many calls to action. Oh, yeah, I am. Um... I think we've already gone through them. Well, let me... Let me... Let me... Because uh, I... I kept track of most of them so uh what you go to hangover cure what was your kitchen motif as a child and do you think you can eyeball the difference between leopard Leopard. print and cheetah print without looking it up exactly all right until next time we'll be in our room at hotel monica oh